Hey guys, this is Finance Ease, and you are listening to Finance Ease podcast series. I'm your host Himanshu Jain. In this podcast series, we will walk you through how finance works in the real world. How we are going to have a real chat with industry experts, listening to their story, insights, and experience in the world of money management. Stay tuned. For this episode today we were curious to learn about investing and we bring you a guest who is into this discipline for quite a long time and who takes keen interest in sharing his expertise with anybody having sheer, sheer curiosity and wants to learn he is an alumni of SRCC a CFA charter holder and an MBA from UCLA well this is just his academics while in his career He has been successfully associated with NDTV, McKinsey, Boston Consulting Group and MNCs alike as a management consultant for more than 17 years which is desirable for aspirational students at large. In his current role he is strategic advisor to Five Dot Partners and runs his own venture named Financial Pivot. Financial Pivot aims to train students and professionals alongside on the nuances of capital markets and how to act on them he believes one must form his own opinion in the markets rather than following some financial gurus he has been a mentor and coach to young professionals and often helpful to people who seek his guidance we are more than pleased to welcome mr sumit dora as a guest on our podcast today Hello, Sumit. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me on board, uh, Himanshu. Great to be here. How have you been? All good. Excited for the markets for the next day. <laughs> Glad to hear that, Sumit. Uh, to begin with this episode, if we could start with your career, will you please share your journey with us? Sure. My journey actually uh, began quite early. You know, I was in SRCC at that point in time. Uh, this is a story which I keep sharing with people. I follow some passions, and one passion leads to the other. So I was into fitness. I used to run in the park, and it just happened that in that park itself, Pranoy Roy came in, and we started running together. I was so excited to meet him. I started giving details about myself, and he said. hey would you be interested in joining us we are starting a business news show and i'm talking about in the year 1999 it was a dream come true i had no idea what this is going to be but this is going to be a career change a career setting decision that i took i was obviously next day at ndtv office working with all the anchors that you currently see either in the same channel or other channels and that i think sparked something inside me that i need to go much much deeper into this need to learn what does it take to understand companies what does that strategy mean how does it trans- get translated into stock prices moving up and down and this is this is something i have been excited about ever since and i still do this because my you heard my introduction i'm excited excited about the stock market even tomorrow now well that's quite interesting 
to know that you ran with the uh, man Pranav Roy himself. <laughs> yes, it is. It is actually because if I tell you the one person who manages ET markets, Mr. Nikunj Dalmia, he replaced me in NDTV. So you can just see, you know, what this man can do for people. Arnab Goswami, another anchor, Rajdeep Sardesai, all the hot shots actually have been mentored by Pranoy and I also happened to be there with him. So it was really, really an experience to cheer, you know. So it is quite fascinating for us today that you are with us on this episode. And now leading to our curiosity for this episode, when we enter the world of investing, Everybody looks up to stock markets in such their capacities, but mm-hmm. investing is more than that. Will you please elaborate what is investing and what are the aspects one must look starting with investing? Sure. So investing, you know, we are really talking about investing your money, if I put in this way. But somehow, sometimes we don't understand that with money, a little bit of time investment can help you understand what exactly your money is going to do, what exactly is the return that your investment will generate. These days, there are so many websites, apps, tools available that even a person who does not have a finance background can understand where my money is going and will it actually grow or not. We all read newspapers or listen to some kind of news channels or follow some you know, social media websites, we are all aware what's going around us. But do we profit from that information? Most of us do not. And I'm picking up the tagline from NDTV's, you know, channel, profit from it. This is really that something that stuck into my mind. We spend so much time on media and information, but we never profit from it. So my way of investing, and this is what I encourage everyone, whatever you believe in, whatever you see around, at least try to incorporate that when you are investing your money. This would only take a few, I would say minutes, maybe every day. And you don't have to rely on anybody like a mutual fund manager, or you don't have to rely on bank FDs. You can Plan your own investments in a way which you feel, which you feel, I would say, are the sectors for growth. Sectors which where we are spending our money on a day-to-day basis. Now, if I give you a simple example, we are all using internet, whether through mobile phones, whether through broadband, whether to watch our favorite apps, OTT, and so on. So it's clear that internet companies are going to grow even bigger and once they start in increasing their prices the stock when i say prices i mean your internet bills will go up the stock price will also go up so it's a no-brainer for me you know if i just did the simple analysis that i see airtel as a company has a huge market share in our country i would invest in airtel this is my psychology of investing and this is what i believe this is going to grow in the country And I will put in my money into that. So, uh, I read a quote around investing that investing is a game of money making money. Mm -hmm. Right. Is it so? Yes, fortunately and unfortunately. 
that you do need some capital to be in this kind of business but then what what other business can you name where you cannot where you start without putting any money so it, it either has to be your money or somebody else's money but money can multiply very fast that is the beauty of informed decision based investing it will multiply you might feel that your money is is working harder than you and that's what everybody wants the day you realize that for the rest of my life i have a choice whether i want to work or not that is financial freedom so if you have some money believe me with a little bit of knowledge around investment you can multiply it much faster than any other normal business and for that matter definitely faster than any other job that you will pick up so uh, you do coach people on trading right mm-hmm. now professionals especially younger ones often take synon- investing synonymously with trading how do you mm-hmm. distinguish between the two as we are talking on this topic investing see uh, it is like uh, planting you know uh, trees in your garden if you keep planting it and then removing them out of the soil the tree will never grow and probably the roots will get damaged and what you are expecting is a tree which will give you ultimately some shelter some flowers some fruits and so on investing is all about you plant it you take care of it you don't keep pulling it out trading is buy sell buy sell that let let the professionals do it who who really depend on you know for their income is dependent on trading activities they are playing a high stake game i would not suggest anyone who's entering the stock markets or ent- entering the investment world to start with trading because that's when you're not giving time for your investment for your money to multiply so if you are really serious about uh, making your money grow investment is the channel if you are more on the speculative side you have trained yourself trained your mind because it, trading is all about psychology if you cannot see losses most of the time people don't know when to when to step out of the markets and they are in the uh, feeling that they carry two feelings actually greed and fear they will con- continue to feel greedy until and until they'll start making losses and then they can't see losses they'll pull it out i have seen so many people destroy their capital destroy their money because of trading activity at least investment will not destroy money and i told you if you don't have money this area of work will not going to help you so that's one analogy that i am going to remember for a long time that you made now if we could know in brief what role does financial analysis play in investing in the markets so if you see uh, the markets sometime act quite crazy especially you know when the covid news came in uh, markets went totally you know uh, i would say it was a complete crash you, we were all waiting for it to stop and then rise up again now the point is if we know what is the true value of a company what is the true i would say set of earnings that it can make in the future 
there is a mechanism that all finance people know that will help you generate the value for the company just by knowing what is the set of earnings a company can produce in the future there is a tool dcf discounted cash flows through which you can generate the value of the company in times of crisis knowing what is the true value true value of earnings that can help you make a decision of investment it is like when everybody is panicking nobody has the guts to invest because it is panic all around whether it was covid or any other 2008 financial crisis at that point in time if you've done your financial analysis you know inherently these are the strong companies this is their true value you will not be afraid to invest money in those times and if i i have a tons of examples which i share with in my online courses the point at which most stocks reversed whether it was a tech mahindra stock whether it was aurobindo pharma whether it was reliance which has shown such a significant growth that price somebody knew the real value and if you know how to calculate it these crises can be opportunities for you if you follow the stock market march 2020 reliance stock was at 800 by the time it was november 2020 it reached 2400 three times in less than one year what business what kind of job can give you that kind of return i haven't heard any that's interesting to know and continuing on that you uh, mentioned about uh, historical financial year 2008 when great mm-hmm. financial crisis happened and mm-hmm. you came with experience on the other side what is the role of market cycles in investing along when you talk of the financial analysis like uh, like crash happened but it was mm-hmm. it was not counted along, uh, alongside the market cycle it was a black swan event but what role market cycle play in the investing so there are some economic theories around how business cycles impact the stock market but then there is a practical side of things which is the stock market cycles if you ask me the crash there every 10 years or 8 years i would say between 8 to 10 years there is a crash in the market okay because whenever the markets are overbought they need to cool down a little bit now the reason could be anything but it always impacts the banking sector now if you know the the i would say syntax or the connection between how banking sector first impacts consumer discretionary spending then it impact which includes spending on white goods on automotive on real estate you can then see the trigger effect or i would say the snowball effect in the rest of the economy so any crisis unless and until it impacts the financial system or the banking sector of that country it is not really going to impact the stock market the question really comes to the point what is a market cycle that one should be focusing or looking at when you are trying to predict the next crash you have to i'll give you some examples even before covid crash came in there were other kind of news dhfl 
yes bank other bankruptcies with regards to um, uh, anil ambani uh, companies you know started to come in these are early signs early signs of something is happening in the something wrong is happening in the banking sector if you start tracking that that will be a leading indicator for you to and understand the mark stock market cycles all these are not unique to india i mean it happens in every country because banking system is such a closed black box kind of activity we we never get to know really how our money put in the bank is being utilized so at times people within the banking system also get greedy they make uh, decisions which are not very good for the rest of us and hence they fail the uh, governments have to come and bail them out as a result of which stock market crisis happens history is you know if you see stock market history is full of these examples you just need to pick up those early signs see uh, ifls mm-hmm. happened uh, everybody knows that and the exposure uh, the other companies had in ifls tend to uh, basically these companies started to fall like bhfl had an exposure and other nbfcs had an exposure and these due to these the markets had an uh, impact on them but were they due to market cycle or they were uh, separate from it this is the cycle i mean see there has to be some trigger so if i talk about us and europe there was already news that deutsche bank is about to go bankrupt and for if that would have happened hsbc and city bank would have also crashed all that got hidden because of covid now there are certain news there are certain events that are created to hide the inefficiency of the banking system now i'm not saying that you know covid uh, virus uh, has been created for that but it was already expected most of us knew that a crash has to come but nobody knew when it will going to when it is nobody knows i mean see I, as i said there's a two year window so from 2018 as i said when when early signs of bankruptcies were visible to us since then we all were a bit uh, you know skeptical of making huge investments and that's when you are waiting for that opportunity and going back to your previous question if you've done your financial analysis which is what i teach these days there are websites you can do quick and dirty analysis and you can still have some idea rather than putting in money where you have no idea is this the pri- right price or not so at least at least people should have some basic sense of uh, economic indicators and financial analysis and if they start early they practice enough so that once they are dealing with high stakes they are able to make split second decision because the market does not stay there for long if you see the opportunity window opens for just few days and if you are not ready for that and in life also this is how life you know gives you opportunities the window is open only for you know maybe uh, the one who is prepared now how to be prepared for this a lot this is what i constantly tell my students you might not see the impact immediately of what you are learning but uh, that is the same with your education system you go through your 12 classes over 12 years do you see the impact no 
it is only later in life that you realize that i am so much better off than the rest of you know the uh, population who is illiterate so financial literacy you'll see the difference with people who are financially literate and illiterate their thinking about how to handle money their thinking about how an investment has to be evaluated whether you are investing money in real estate whether you are investing money in gold whether you are investing money in stocks it is always an investment decision we only simply follow what our father for fathers have been doing earlier it used to be good investment real estate now i haven't seen people generating any return even rental return is not that much 2% it is better to put money in fd where you you can get at least 5% so things are changing very fast traditional investment channels are no longer going to give you that kind of uh, return and you have to start being financially literate so that nobody comes and fools you that is the whole problem because in our country right now anybody can call up and because of some uh, regulatory challenges i would say anybody can call up and say hey i'm making this investment uh, this uh, pro- uh, i would say project and you know some fancy name why don't you invest money and then the builder does not even fulfill the promise for the next 20 years so it's all about how do you think about investments so we were going to ask a next question that how to find opportunities investing but i i think we got the answer pretty much in the, the what you just explained to us so mm-hmm. moving on from here i read a quote lately on how no, not to avoid risk but how to manage the risk what is risk management mm-hmm. and how do we do that very good basically you've heard and if somebody uh, who has a finance background is listening to this returns that you generate are based on risks that you take so any reward that you make is because of a risk that is involved in stock market is considered risky that's why it gives you high return but does that does not mean that you blindly take on risk there are tools in the market which be most people are not even aware of which can help you manage risk so for example let me tell you we all know that whenever we buy a car compulsorily we have to take an insurance why do we have to do that the government believes and we all know if you are driving a car on the road it is risky either for you or for others let's say you are you know you are not a good driver or you are not uh, in 100% good mental health it is risky any accident can happen and that's why government says have insurance likewise stock market is also risky the sebi has in india introduced certain tools which act like an insurance so if i have bought some stocks i am feeling that next day or next month the price of those stocks can fall i simply go ahead and buy a put option which is simply another way of saying i go and buy an insurance so tomorrow if the crash happens my insurance will compensate me this is risk management this is risk management i do not have to get out of the market i simply buy an insurance so that i get compensated how many people know this they have only been told by some uncle 
some distant relative or friend who lost money in the stock market hey this is a very risky thing stay away that uncle that relative and that friend did not know that there is a way to manage risk and this is what i teach so mr sumit has clearly explained that uh, put option is one such tool in risk management among others but who is not from finance background he has given clearly explained that insurance is one kind of a risk management i hope you uh, get to learn from him now financial world has been accepting lately that psychology plays a crucial role in the world of money management what are the yeah. key psychological biases that tend to influence decisions while investing so actually that's a very good question because investment is all about uh, you know, getting control on your psychology about money so if i may ask let's say if you go and buy a house do you keep on checking the price of that house every month for the next 3 years do you do that no you probably check it once a year maybe if if uh, there is something in the news you will call up a property dealer to do an evaluation right but when people invest in either in mutual fund or they invest in stocks because the information on prices is available on a daily basis on a minute by minute basis they keep looking at it and that's where the fear or greed kind of feeling comes in and this kind of a psychology of constantly or being anxious about whether my investment is growing or not growing that that could create panic and people might take out their money so especially when covid happened most of people knew that they are running sips now sip stands for systematic investment plan where you are putting in a fixed amount every month in the markets they stopped their sips thinking now there is no future of the market what they do not know that the, once you invest forget that the markets do even exist for the next 5 years as i go back to that example of planting a tree at least give 5 years for your investment to grow irrespective of what's happening whether a crash happening whether it's not happening doesn't matter if you are not from finance background if you just want to be in slight control of your investment the easiest thing to do is not to see not to talk about it not to ask anyone how is that growing if you put in the money in the right arena which is as i said a growth sector of your country do not keep spending time on what the prices of that stock is or what the price of that investment is that is my advice around controlling your psychology that kind of a bias actually is the one which makes a person who starts the market entry in the market as a investor but he becomes a trader and that's wrong if i'm uh, if i'm correct uh, what you just said that we should uh, place our emotions a little far from our investing right i these are emotions for sure but let let that emotions not lead to action you you can feel good that you have invested that's the only emotion that you should carry yeah that's a 
very well made points. And Mr. Sumit, you have been a practitioner as well as coaching professionals in finance. How do these two differentiate in theory and practice, if I may ask? I think the short answer to this is see, for people to trust you, you know, as a person, uh, as a teacher of, you know, uh, stock market and as a mentor, they need to see your credentials. So when you have to build credentials, we are always going through theory. Yeah, you're doing MBA, you're doing CFA and all. But then you enter the real world. Okay. If you start teaching only theory, what you have learned, there is no value in it. And we are talking about stock markets where things change on a daily basis, right? So whatever academics used to teach us years ago, that's probably, I mean, it's still conceptually there, but on, on a practical basis, no practitioner can make money out of it. That's something I realized. So what we have to do, we have to combine concepts with real world examples. And that makes my job interesting as also with time consuming, you might have seen a lot of people on YouTube. They simply put recorded uh, videos for people to learn and you know venture into the markets. I never do that. All my coaching, all my teaching is live. And I use live examples so that people can see what's happening right now. Anybody who's planning to invest, they are concerned with what is happening today. Because if they have to invest, they will be investing today. So they need to understand the economic situation, the market situation as of today. And that I, I would say as a, I mean, you can bring in that level of the depth only if you practice and see what theoretical aspects people should forget and focus on what really helps them make money because at the end of the day if somebody is paying to get coached they are expecting 10 times the return getting coached is also an investment we all go through some uh, you know graduation degree and mba degree and all but we never think what kind of a job or what kind of a return it can bring. But it does, right? If you do it from a good college, we always look at how much salary will we get. So it is all about returns and investments. So as a practitioner, I have to focus on whether my students, my clients are getting that return. And has it is a blend of day-to-day -day live examples and theoretical concepts. I think you made a fantastic point here. And for our today's last question, Sumit, we believe reading is one thing that gives edge to an investor. And if we could ask which book do you suggest one must read to become a better investor? So I would say the, the father of investing has still been, you know, Warren Buffett. And I don't think he has written a book but I really admire his daughter-in-law, Mary Buffett, who has written a number of books on Warren's style of investment. So pick up any book which you see as Warren Buffett, you know, photograph or any uh, uh, or his name on it, and it is by Mary Buffett. That set of books I would highly recommend because 
if you are talking about investing he is one person who everybody looks up to and he really you know reached a level i mean you see the stock price of berkshire hathaway it is one share costs 300000 dollars reaching that level one share 300000 dollars just imagine how rich he is his psychology also you have to learn i mean people get rich and then some kind of ego gets built in he is probably already committed so much of money for charity and you know certain other social causes another person i would say is bill gates both warren buffett and bill gates are really good friends so if you read books on warren buffett because he hasn't written and books by bill gates you would probably understand what does it take to become big what does it take to stay rich and what does it mean to give back to the world people who give back get even more and when i say getting even more and this is the real purpose of investment to get more when you mentioned 300000 it was my oh my god moment thank i didn't know that fact thank you so much for that and mr sumit as we mentioned earlier that you run a venture named financial pivot will you mm-hmm. please tell us about a uh, little about it sure so I, our venture actually focuses on two set of activities uh, one is around coaching people uh, and also portfolio management so we do have a lot of clients who are asking for portfolio checks and simply running their stocks through the set of uh, Uh, financial analysis that i have been talking about so so that they can make a sensible decision and i through this podcast would request if anybody wants to reach out to me you know because we keep on opening up opportunities for students to join us as interns this is the model that we follow it's a lean model sourcing model so it's a win win situation uh we take people who have deep interest in the markets want to learn more on the practical side of things and also get a real exposure of client portfolios and their questions uh, how to solve for it and how to churn portfolios over a period of time i think that will be an interesting opportunity uh, for someone who wishes to join us i have people who stayed with us for more than year two years now and uh, it doesn't hamper their ex- examination they can take time off and join us join back what i've also seen that people who go through this they they obviously understand the online course that i offer because they participate in it automatically at the same time with a little set of investments they have already started creating their own portfolio just imagine at a very young age if you have something like this you know piling up with you as you reach maybe 40 or 50 you will have wealth of first first of all wealth of uh, information wealth of analysis how to run it and also real wealth so that if you decide i don't want to work after 45 you can do that i know a lot of people who still cannot do that so i welcome you all very young people to join us 
rather than spending money on buying Starbucks, coffee, Nike shoes, or maybe huge, you know, orders on Amazon. Let me teach you how to put in some money on these stocks and you also grow with them. Well, I hope our listeners, whether be professionals or students, take advantage of what just Mr. Sumit said, uh, whether be they become the clientele of Mr. Sumit or whether as a professional or a student may join Mr. Sumit and can ping him. Well, uh, Sumit, to be honest, we really enjoyed your presence on the show and really amazed how you explained the concepts with ease. We acknowledge that a 30-minute episode cannot be sufficient enough to teach you everything about investing. But anybody who is starting in the world of investing should definitely listen to this episode. And it is heartening to see that you supported us, came and gave your valuable time to us. Thank you so much, Mr. Sumit. Thank you, Imanchu. And those who are listening, if they want to reach out to me, uh, my email is dora.sumit at gmail.com. Else, Imanchu can guide you further. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Imanchu. Well, I'll be adding your email link in the description of this podcast. Well, to be honest, we never imagined to take this show so far and completing six episodes up till today, including this one. Thank you so much, everybody who listened to the show, who gave their valuable feedback so that we can improve and all of our guests who have made it only easier for us. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap up from our today's episode. Thanks for listening to Finance East Podcast. If you like the episode, please rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Also, you can share it with fellow listeners and do follow us for more. Stay tuned.